What's up, y'all? You're listening to The Goat Rodeo, a podcast about how to do life, family, travel, and small business all on your own terms. Let's get to it. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on with me today. Um, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen to much of the podcast, but it's, yeah. it's still pretty young. There's less less than twenty episodes, but um, the whole point of the podcast has just been to to kind of um, talk to people who are who we know that are kind of living life on the terms that they set and and what that looks like. And and so I feel like I just get to talk to a lot of really interesting people on a month on a month to month basis. And so I was like, well. I just want to put it. I want to put these things on the podcast because I just feel like they, the conversations I get to have and the friendships that I get to have with people have really changed my life. Um, and so it's just kind of a to broaden that reach a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, no, that sounds good I like me. you, and you're one of my friends, and hey, I'm man. glad that I get to know you. And so I feel like everybody else should get to as well. Hey man, I'm, I'm grateful for that, and, and the feel is mutual. So, well, so. Let's just start off, bro. Just, uh, just tell me a little bit about who you are, where you're at, okay. uh, what you're into. People can get a little feel for you. Well, my name is Chip Desard. I am a wedding photographer, portrait photographer, videographer, educator, track of all trades, master of some. And I am, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. But I, I'm glad to be yeah. in the business. Been in, in a wedding business at least for 10 years. Um, sometimes I wonder why I stayed that long, but a lot of times, um, I want to, um, just make sure that, that I can, you know, impact people. And I think that's the thing that, if you know, me, it's all about impact because you can take pretty pictures, have great videos, but at the end of your days, what are you going to tell people you have done? You know, what are you going yeah. to, uh, what can people say of you? And I think that is a bigger question. And even as we're recording this now, um, with with everything that's going on with the pandemic, with riots, with, with race relations, people are looking for something more than just just a photographer. Yes, you capture moments, but what kind of human being are you? I'd rather be known as a great human being and a pretty good photographer instead of a great photographer and a really pretty yeah. crappy human being. You know, I mean that's <laughs> right. just yeah, that's man. just the that's just the thing of it. So I just build my business on that. And if you build your business on that, you, good things come. Of course, good things, you know, it's, I'm oversimplifying things, of course. You know, there's always drama, trouble, this and that and that. But, you know, we can go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so you, you said you're an educator. Um, tell people a little bit about your background before you were doing photography full time and doing yeah. education there. So um, my background is in teaching. And I taught at Baltimore City Public Schools uh, for about five years. And then I... Before that, I was at the school district for another uh, six years, so 11 years in the school system, and uh, in 2015, decided to uh, quit teaching. I taught photography and videography uh, at a high school level and did some uh, teaching at the local college here. Decided to go full-time into um, weddings, portraits, events, and things like that. So it was a crazy, crazy time back then, Um, but it was one of those kind of things that I just felt like I needed to do because... um, you know, I had a mentor. I, 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 it probably wasn't the right time to do it, but it was the time that I just did it. You know, there's never a right time, right? They say you yeah. have to have X amount of money I was just going to say, how do you up. never know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have X amount of dollars saved up. You have to do X, Y, Z. 
you'll, you'll never have enough, right? You'll never have enough. You can have thousands of thousands of dollars and still you'll be like, oh my God, how do I get my first customer? How do I get my first, yeah. you know, how do I get my first <laughs> situation, you know? So, but I enjoy Yeah. So how did, how'd you end up in teaching? How, like, what yeah. was it that like, I did started off getting you into education in general? Yeah, really. I, I was laid off and I was laid off and I needed a job and I didn't really go to school for being a teacher. So, um, I, yeah. I, I was, um, at, at our district office in Baltimore and I was a TV station, like we had a local public access TV station. I was a manager there and they were making cuts. And I forget, I got a, le- a letter saying, hey, in April, it was April 15th, they said, you will be laid off as of June 30th. So from April to the whole month of May and most of June, my, my, message, my mission, other than trying to finish out my work, was to find another job. So, and one of the gentlemen in the office, yeah. in the district office said, hey, Chip, do you want to teach? And I was like, ah, I'm not sure. I never taught before, but my parents were teachers. So he gave me a shot, took me in training, took some extra classes. And I wasn't in the most desirable. So when you're, if you know anything like, like, like I know, if they, hey, you want a job to teach it? If you just need a job, right? They don't send you to the best yeah. of schools. So my first job in the first school <laughs> was, uh, you know, it was not in the, um, it was in the most desirable school, but it, it, it wasn't the school everybody was fighting to get into. No, no. So it's kind of like, if, you, if you're in the NBA draft and you go to the worst of the worst team, you know, whatever team that is now, yeah. I've watched sports so long, I forget who the worst team is. But if for me, I'm yeah. in D.C. They're all the worst yeah. teams right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. It may be Cleveland. <laughs> it may be Washington Wizards. I don't know. Something like that. So it's basically like you're going in, like if you're LeBron James, I wasn't LeBron James, clearly, but you're going in and you're going in as a number one draft pick, but you're going to the worst situation. So, you know, you're yeah. not going to... You know, the Golden State Warriors <laughs> or Los Angeles Lakers or whatever it is, you know? So, <laughs> so, right. so I did it. But the good thing about that is that when you're going to bad situations sometimes, I should say bad situations, um, the people that you meet there are good. So I met a teacher mentor named Mr. Freed. He's my friend to this day. And I, he showed me the ropes of everything I know how to do. Like in teaching and, and, and everything. Like I, I credit him with if I wouldn't have met him in those two years at that school, I don't think I would be where I am now. Like, you know, and I complained yeah. a lot going to a certain school in a certain neighborhood. But if I, I, I got transferred out eventually. But if I wouldn't have met him, I needed them. You know how sometimes you're placed in places for growth and you don't realize it and you look back at it. You're like, wait a second, this guy helped me out. If I wasn't in this place, I wouldn't have had this opportunity to do that. You know? Yeah. What kind of stuff did he do that like made it not suck anymore? Cause I mean, that's, I know that I've been in a lot of situations like that. That's like you're, you're in what seemingly is like the worst situation. And you're a lot of your questions in your mind are just like, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. And then someone steps in and the situation doesn't change mm-hmm. at all, but someone steps in with new information. Yeah. Right. I think for for me, it was not only friendship, but it was more of just a routine. I'm better with a with routine. I think I succeeded. Uh, uh, sometimes as an entrepreneur, we don't have those routines. You'll be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think with me, he showed yeah. me, like, this is a routine. This is what you do. And then I remember, like, I had a kid that we had these brand new IMAX. I'll never forget this guy. He had a magic marker, and he wrote his graffiti on the IMAX screen. I mean, it just really, oh yes, yeah, vandalized it on the back. 
and I had him clean it up. Of course, he didn't admit he did it because I'm like, hey, dude, it's your your name. You're I know what your name is, and I, I saw that you wrote it. I mean, even though it was like graffiti kind of stuff, it's silly. Yeah. But I knew that if I was in the worst, no, I don't say the worst. Well, I knew that if I can control some of the poorest performing and non motivated kids, I knew I could succeed anywhere. You know, so it's kind of yeah. like if you had a poor performing sure. team, and if you know you're a shining light in that team. And if you know you go yeah. to it, once you get to a better team, it's just like, boom. It's kind of yeah. like, okay, LeBron James goes to whatever. Not that I was a LeBron James because I can't, you know, but I'm saying. So he helped me with the whole mindset. And I think it's a mindset. And it's, 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 you have to have your skill set. So you have your mindset, your skill set, and I always talk about your belief set. So I believe he believed in me. He helped me believe in myself, showed me a process, and showed me. Hey, even though it was a it was a bad situation with management, everything like that, but just as a mentor, sometimes you need that person. It's kind of like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. There was a, a documentary about the Bulls uh, and the dynasty. Right. Michael Jordan showed Scottie everything he needed to know. He was from this little school in Arkansas. He didn't know the big, you know, the NBA. And Scottie Pippen may not be a Hall of Famer today if it were not for Michael Jordan. You, you understand? Like sometimes right. you need that person yeah. to help you even though it could be a bad situation at first. And the Bulls were terrible for a while. They were horrible, yeah. you know? But eventually, yeah. you turn the tide, you know? Eventually, it's like a wheel that spins quicker. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit more about that. You said uh, mindset, skill set, and belief set. Like, um, what are some of the things that you do in your in your weekly or daily stuff that's like that helps you kind of develop? Yeah, those? well, the mindset is the really thing is that that I think that, um, as, as, as trite as it may sound, it's really believing, and not believing, it's really having that outlook that no matter what happens. There's a, um, there's a book I read, I read one of my favorite books, an older book called From Good to Great. And uh, about, uh, yeah, I remember that book. And there's a thing called the um, Admiral James Stockdale, the Stockdale Paradox. And if you know anything about that, mm-hmm. have you heard about that before? You may have heard about that. Mm-mm. So what it is, Chad, is that Stockdale Paradox is Admiral James Stockdale. He was a prisoner in Hanoi, Hilton, Vietnam, and he was a prisoner of mm-hmm. war. And what he said in there is that he had the faith in his mind that he would get out. But he faced the hard realities, the harsh reality that this situation, you know, it sucked. It sucked. So you know what? I'm going to deal with what I have to deal with now while I'm here, right? But the harsh reality mm-hmm. is that 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 we're in a bad, bad situation. But you're going to, re- and, he, and it really says that you must retain the faith that you will prevail in the end, regardless of the difficulties. But at the same time, yeah. you have to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, what they are, may be. I may have been in a really bad situation. You know, I may be in a school that that had knives or maybe that, 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 that my car got broken into. That's a harsh reality. But I knew that I would prevail yeah. in the end with my mind. I know that, you know, I may not, mm. you know, get the great clients right now, but I know in my mind, you know, I may not have the best equipment right now in my mind. I know I can get there. So it's a, it's a paradox of yeah. thinking. And then, and then Jim Collins asked the guy, Admiral Stockdale, he said, well, you got out of the uh, prison of war. He said, well, what about the other people? He said, you know, Christmas will come and go. They think they will be by Christmas and then they will get disappointed. You know, okay. you heard this story. I remember hearing yeah. this now. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard this story. He talks about like the fact that like it, it, they would put specific Correct. dates on things happening. Correct. And when they, they died of a broken heart, it, what it, <laughs> 
Right. Ultimately, they died from the lack yes. of hope, right? Yes. So it's a yeah. weird paradox to have with a mindset, right? So and, and it shaped mm. my thinking that, you know what, this sucks right now where I am. I mean, there's, there's some people that listen to this as in a situation that's, that's not good right now. But it's kind of like, yeah. okay, I understand that, right? But it's really the faith that you will bring, that you will get that that you don't put it off because there's a time that you can live in a bubble like in like a fantasy zone. You know, this is a terrible situation, mm-hmm. right? But I know at the end I'm going to come up top because that's what happens. So the, the second yeah. thing was skill set is really um, just getting your skill set up. I mean, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done, right? Um, um, you know, I think of so many people that just it, it take, took us probably Jed longer than most to get a skill set to where we want it. We're still working on a skill set. Yeah, I was going to say, know? I don't know that mine's where yeah, I want I it. I think we're all working <laughs> on I don't think there's anybody who is at a point where you're like, I made it. I, I think every creator, mm. no matter what you do, photography, whether you're an artist, whether you're a musician, you're trying to work on that skill set. But the skill set helps you, especially with social media, of course, helps us get you know jobs or or gigs or whatever you want to call them. So the skill set is something you, right. you work on. And then the last thing is the belief set. And I love this one because it's what you believe. It's, and it's not really it has to do with a higher power all the time. It's really mm-hmm. if you believe in yourself. And it uh, sounds kind of yeah. you know motivational, but it's really, there's a lot of people out here, Chad, that just don't believe in themselves. Like they say they do, yeah, but they really, like they when it, when it comes down to it, like, they really don't. And I see it all the time. Yeah. It's a big, well, uh, you know that we do like business coaching. And one of the things that having a high ticket offer and an expensive coaching situation is I've realized that the money is really a vote on a few things. It's not even really about the money. Actually, I, I would say my whole opinion about what money is and how we use it has changed. But one of the big things is like I've realized when I spent a significant amount of money on something that was to better myself. Ultimately, what I was voting on with those dollars was I believe that I can make this work, right? And it was a and it was a huge vote of confidence for myself that like even when I I didn't wholly believe it at the time, spending the money on it and then making it work was like it was a practice of self belief, right? It was a practice that like it basically was like lifting weights is like it got my reps up. It got my. It gave me situations where I had to come through, and I had to show up, or else it would have been a waste. And it was like it was kind of like lifting weights. It's like all of a sudden I was like I was capable of doing a whole lot more than I used to be able to do. And one of the big sets that made that happen was me voting on myself by spending. Yeah, money. and that's I remember you said something like that when when we were in um, San Francisco doing your presentation. You said yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that because when you, I'm not a gambler, but if I was, like. You do have to take a bet yourself. Think about any large ticket item, whether it be a, a car, a house, whether it be, you know, anything mm-hmm. that you feel is large. Hey, it could be a camera. It could be a $500. Like I bought something, you know, it wasn't thousands of dollars, a couple hundred bucks. It could be whatever it is. It's like, you know what? I'm betting on myself that if I get this piece of equipment, yeah. I can make this money back. Or I can do this. Right, right, if I right. I buy this computer, this expensive iMac or whatever, this microphone for my podcast. That I will be able to make this back or I will be able to yeah. do something with it. You know, I'll be able to make something yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. I think that's, that's great. Um, well, it, you touched on something I want to come back to about, because I feel like this conversation is like, 
it can very easily just be like, oh, that was a story that happened in my life, but not see the tie-ins to like all the conversations we have in our lives is like, I think there's a lot of people that are frustrated with the situation that they're in. Um, but I think they're also looking toward a situation that will look different than that, expecting that they'll feel different. Right. And Tony, Ro I remember listening to Tony Robbins talk about one time, like when he was just broke, destitute, poor, had no money, he had like $16 to his name and some guy needed $10. And he was like, his, his mindset at that time was I'm already broke. Like there's no fear in being more broke. So like, sure, you need $10. Like, I'll give you the $10. And, and people, he said, people come to me all the time and say, you know, oh, he's, he gives away, you know, uh, I think they're working on a billion meals a year right now that they're feeding a billion people and giving away hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every month. And people tell him all the time, you know, oh, well, you know, it must be nicer. When I get to the point where I have all this extra money, I'll give money too, right? And he's like, but you have $100 right now and you're not willing to give someone 10 of it. You have $1,000 right now and you're not willing to give 100 of it. And I think it's, it's that kind of the idea. It's not even about giving. It's this idea that you, you mentioned is like, is you're in a really not great place now, but seeing that that's not the end result allows you to have this kind of a freedom of a mindset of like, I, I, I'm going to do the work now. I'm going to be present now and practice where I am because the reality sucks, right? It's not where I want to be, except that's not the whole, that's not the whole story, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it plays into how we give. It plays into how we relate to other people. It plays into how, what jobs we seek out. It plays, it's a huge factor. I feel like in the race relationship stuff is like, how do you, how do you look at, at what's going on right now and not do some work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's honestly, it's overwhelming if, if we look at like, this needs to be done soon. You know what I mean? And, and so I don't know, man, it's, uh, how do you feel like, how do you see that yeah. playing out or, or how do you feel like that that plays into what you're doing right now with, with all your, the, the diversity training and like the things that you're trying to help people grow? Yeah. In? I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's really, I was talking to somebody, a friend the other day about is really, you know, about your heart. And I don't want to get too, too touchy feely here. Right. But, but it's really, yeah, when it comes down, get touchy -feely, I don't care. it's really, it's really about your heart. And like, really Chad, it comes down to what side of history do you want to be on? You know, this is, this is history, man. And, 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 and when I was saying this the other day, I was like, no, do you want to look down in 20 years from now? I was like, you know what? I was on the wrong side of this debate or I was this and I, and I just stood there and I just, you know, you know, and I stood silent mm -hmm. or I did something about it, you know, or I spoke up about it. I, not, you know, and I think that's where we have to be with this debate and, and not that it's you're right and I'm wrong or, or everything, but I think that we're at a historical moment um, at just as mm -hmm. just, just, just everything this year has just been just history in the making. Our kids and grandkids yeah. can look at this and say, wow, 2020 was a year, was a year. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. I can only imagine on December 31st what's going to happen. They're going to be like, oh my God, you know. Yeah. Thank it's God over. it's over. <laughs> you know, we got it in 2019, like, woohoo, looking forward to it. We had, we had yeah. no idea. But I say, what side of history do we want to be on? And where do we want to be? And, 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 and giving not only doesn't take money, we know, right? But it takes your time, it takes your effort, it takes, it takes whatever you have. And I think when it comes to when we're talking about, you know, not even the photography. We talk about the whole, not the race relations, the COVID, the the just just everything. It's really about 
what, where, where are you now? Where's your heart? And what do you, how can you make things better? Like where you are. Yeah. And if you're, yeah, if, Today, yeah, if right your now. influence is just around your block, that's where it is. If your influence is bigger and your megaphone, a friend of mine, I said something um, that's very interesting um, on any other day. He works as a uh, producer uh, for Meet the Press. And that's a TV show, mm-hmm. of course, a pop on, on NBC. Yeah. And he was criticized by some people uh, because he hasn't done much or hasn't said much or done some stuff. But one thing that he did say, he said, don't criticize me. My megaphone is heavy and I influence where I am. Because sometimes people can look at you, Chad, and say, well, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. And, you know, that's on the outwardly, the social media side. But his megaphone is on the policy side and how he can have shows and write things and how things can go. Of course, everybody has their own opinions. But like I said, we, we're everybody right now, and I want to just say this. I know we're talking about just everything. Everything right now, yeah, Life, like yeah. right now, especially in African-American black culture, and I told someone this too, is that we're, we're looking at people and we're looking at them with three eyes, you know? And, and, and it's kind of like, unfortunately, everybody's walking on eggshells. What can I say? What can I not say? Oh my God, if I have a mm. business, are they going to cancel me? Are they going to have a protest against me? If I'm a company, let me put out a statement. Right. Oh, Canada, but Nikon didn't put out some. Oh, this company didn't put out, you know? So we're in this whole yeah. cancellation culture. And I get it. I've seen more public apologies in the last three, two weeks than I've seen in probably 10 years. Oh my gosh. Right. And yeah. I'm just being honest. You know, I, I've seen more public apologies and it's kind of sickening yeah. really, but then I understand it now. I understand it and I'm okay. I'm okay with it, you know, but I, I, we, we, mm-hmm. it's just where we are right now. Right. So it's just, it's just where we are. But, but at the end of the day, I think your character, you know, my Angelo says one thing and a quote, she says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Now, I'm not saying that, that people cannot change. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I know people can change. Sure. But I really believe that. So a lot of these pu- public apologies, uh, you know, they're fine and I get them. But sometimes, you know, I just have to see the works and not just all the talk. And I think that's where we are. Right, right, yeah. Chad? Yeah, I, well, and I talked about that at the beginning of the week in our mindset call is, is, is not a cancellation call, uh, con culture but a call-out culture is like we're we're also developing kind of on the opposite side seemingly developing like where everybody seems like they have to find the bad in the world and and make sure that it doesn't exist yeah yeah. you know um and it's like i I feel like so much of this comes full circle with these with these stories that probably have been happening with you and to you since you were a child it like someone had to teach you someone had to give you the permission to look for good somebody had to teach you that like who were those people in your life that like that surrounded you and just taught you to to how to assess situations like how to how to listen to someone you know that didn't agree with you and not hate them or or vice versa to hear the undertones of what people were saying yeah it was really my really my dad my dad was a person um that was just he was very Logical. He was an educator, lifelong educator, and he was just—he mm-hmm. just always—he—he's a product. Uh, pardon me, of the civil rights movement. He was a teacher, African American studies. He just taught me to mm-hmm. listen, very calm, um, debate, but yet trust your gut, but also 
get everybody's opinion. Don't just look for who you agree with. That's one big lesson I learned from him. I may not agree with one mm. side, but guess what? I need to hear them out. Because if you're going to do a debate, yeah. think about it. If we're, if we're in a debate chat, and if I know what side you're on, I need to listen to your side, not just prepare for my side, because I need to know how to debate sure. you and how to go against you or how to, you know, your, your points, whatever it is. So I think we're in a, another culture yeah. where we just, we're just always hearing one side of the view. And for better or for worse, it's just easier for them. It's hard to hear something that you don't agree with. Sure. It, is, it just is. But in all, well, and it's easier to just cut out people who don't agree. Oh, with it's you. really it's like easy. that's all you have to do is like find the people who don't and, agree and, and, and Facebook and get rid of and them. Facebook makes it easy by something called blocking and tagging and doing everything yeah. else. Unfriending. Unfriending. So I'm just at a point where I understand what's going on, but it's blocking and unfriending everybody. The real key. Or letting them have their their mm. way. Say, hey, we can dis- we can agree to disagree as long as we're not disagreeable and uh, hurling personal attacks at each other. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. this stuff that we're talking about, especially when it comes to race and culture, it's deep. It's not fun. We're not talking about OCF. Yeah. We're not talking about ads. We're not talking about you know uh, uh, f stops right. and shutter speeds stuff that you know that 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 makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But really, <coughs> this stuff is heavy. You know, truth be told, I really don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Stuff, but it needs to happen. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and it's, I think the thing that a lot of people who, I don't even know if they've been blind to it or just we've been distracted for a number of years that like they don't realize they haven't been made aware. Like, I think that we've seen so many apologies from a lot of people because like, they didn't grow up around people of color. They yeah. didn't grow up around any kind of ethnicities. Yeah. They just kind of know what they know. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I think even in seeing a lot of the backlash of saying like, I'm not a racist. Yeah. Like I'm not racist. Right. It's like, is, is it, there's a confusion there because people don't, they're not aware that people like you, that they know as like chip, from United or chip from the photography community, like they have no clue about some of the stuff you've, you've had to experience just on a daily basis yeah. of, of, yeah. This color of your skin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like somebody said, Oh yeah, he was a good speaker for black guys. I'm like, excuse me. Like I've heard that. Yeah. I heard somebody, I was like, are you serious? Like, am I supposed to be a right. bad speaker? Like an educator? For, well, I learned. Yeah. I, I just, oh, these are just overhearing. No one ever said that to me physically, of course. Come on. Oh, now. yeah. But I'm right. just saying these conversations. So don't, they don't want to get, they don't want to get throat trashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not a violent guy, but I would be like, yeah, I would do a 180 spin on yeah. that. One. But, uh, but I'm just saying right, those right. Are things that we want to, but here's the thing. When you hear that, and if, and if I hear that, or whoever hears that, if you don't call someone out on that, then you're part of the problem right. as well. That's, I just, Right. I just blame, 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 blame the people that hear that. And, you know, that's really not, that's not right. You know what I mean? So I, I understand. Sure. And I understand that, that, that we're in the defensive thing and we're in, we're in this cancellation slash call out culture and it can get, it can get a little mm. weird, you know, but, but, yeah. but, but what I want to tell you is that, that we all have a part to play in it, no matter what ethnicity mm-hmm. you're a part of you, we all have a part to play in because we all are the human race, first of all, <laughs> before any color. Yeah, man. And we sure. all breathe in the same air. 
Yeah. Well, it's something that we talk, I, and it's weird. Like I, I tell my clients this a lot is like the trainings that I've learned or the things that we teach in business have really become the foundations of my life. And I feel like they've made my whole life more simple because I can look at my life and I can look at this and I can say, am I where I want to be with, with relationships to, to the people uh, that I know that are black that own businesses? Well, yes and no. Okay. In the no category, what does that look like? Um, and how can I change those? How can I, how can I put, you know, application on a daily basis or a weekly basis to change those things to look more like what I would hope them to look like, you know, in the yes categories, how can I continue to like amplify those areas? So it's like, it, it gives me, I think rather than like doing what I, I did for a long time is just like sat around and like felt bad or felt like, felt like overwhelmed is like, I look at that and I say, is that the result that I want to live is, is I want to, I want to hear a situation where someone says, he's pretty good speaker for a black guy is, is the result that I want to live out from that to be okay with people saying shit like that. That's that's not good. Because if it's not right, I mean, if it's not, if that's not the result that I want to live with, I have one of two choices. Either I'm going to be a coward and I have to be accepting of that, or I'm going to say something and live out a different kind of life. Right. It's not about, I think at that point, it's like, we don't even have to argue if it's like right or wrong or good or bad, or if you're a, if you're a, you know, if you're a hero Mm -hmm. or not, it's like, you just have to, you have to justify the kind of life you Mm want to live with yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and for a lot of people, I think they're getting to a point where they're being made aware. I talked a little bit with Isaiah Turner or uh, Ike, uh, Ike Hayes about this. I always want to call him Isaiah Turner. I don't Mm -hmm. know why. Ike Hayes from Ike and Tosh. I talked a little bit with him about this and he said, a lot of people just don't like, they're just not aware. Mm -hmm. They have no awareness. Mm -hmm. And so like part of my personal life is like, I just, I am, I'm trying to intentionally put myself in situations Mm -hmm. to make myself more aware Mm -hmm. because I can't do anything. I don't know anything about. Exactly. And, 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 and I said it best because I talked to a friend of mine who grew up in Salt Lake city, Utah, but a black population is like, you know, one or 2%, you know, and I get it. And right. she moved to Baltimore. Yeah. And she said, Chip, you know, I just got to be honest. Before I met you and when I worked with you, I didn't really have any black people I knew. And I get it. So there are places yeah. right. that I get where she's like that, but she was open to me asking questions. And she was open to me and say, Anna, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. Here is the thing. This right. is the thing. And it's fine. It's fine. And I think that's right. where we are now. I, think I just, that, yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like though, if you're not aware, and you are oblivious and because of where you live, like I'm, I know I've heard that justification yes. a hundred times. This exactly. Week. It's like, exactly. there aren't any black people where exactly. I live. Exactly. And I'm like, exactly. and exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it does, is that, does that absolve you? It's like, it's like saying like, there's no photography studios where I live. Like, does that absolve you from not learning photography? Mm. Like there's no colleges where I live. Does that absolve you from not being educated? No, it doesn't because because there's no excuses if you want, like it, that's not a good excuse, I guess. Right. I understand that that's a reason that you may not have a lot of, a lot of exposure to black people, but does that mean like there's tons of, I mean, black culture and black TV shows and black movies and black businesses and black education opportunities. Like there's no way that, (laughs) right. That you, right. There is no way. I mean, just seriously, like, (laughs) well, just Google one. Yeah, right. Just yeah. Google anything, like look for some yeah, way to yeah, learn about yeah, yeah. other cultures in general. Yeah. I mean, what would you know if you wanted to know about native Americans? Yeah. Do you know any, do you know any native Americans personally? Like, do you know yeah. where they're, have you been to a reservation? Yeah, like, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think that we have the excuses, and I'm even giving you know giving people passes. Well, you know, they live in you know Montana or da, 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 wherever, and da, da, da. yeah. And, but but you're right. If you wanted to do something that you wanted bad enough, especially if it had with money or whatever you value, it had to be with money, but whatever you value, yeah. you 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 would do it. So what I'm telling, what I want people to know, at least that no, I totally I totally agree with you with that. Is that that like mm-hmm. I told this one photographer, I said, listen, you want to divert first portfolio. Here's what you do. I'll give you an option. Come down. You could drive down. I'll pay you, but you got to drive on your own dime and, and second shoot for me. And you can use some of these pictures that you use. Boom. That's your problem mm-hmm. right there. But you have to make some effort too. Sure. Okay. I'm just not going to hand right. you a gift horse and, and, you know, look at the mouth. You have to make some effort, you know? So drive here, right. drive two and a half hours if you want it. And I'll introduce you to some other photographers. And that's how you get it started. You know, so there's ways to do it, and 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 yeah. and, and I'm fine. And right now, you know, I'm it, it's it's a it's a it's a weird thing because people are like, oh, I've never heard of you, Chip, and I'm fine. I don't mind. I don't have to be the most popular or whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying that yeah. I get it. If you haven't heard of Chip, no, you're no. missing out, bro. That's all <laughs> I got to right, say. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> if you don't know Bizarre, hey, 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 you're missing out. out. Appreciate that. Hey, that's right. But Chad, what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is that that we, we we want to be, and I want to be a person, you know, that I even want to tell my mentees, there's no excuse zone. You know, we just like really mm-hmm. like you can't get that done. Just do it. Just make it happen. Well, yeah. I didn't do this. Well, da, da, da. it's like when I was teaching and you gave homework and the kids say, "Oh, the dog ate my homework," or the paper, or the, yeah. the computer wouldn't start. But if I had something of real right. value for them, printer ran out. Yeah, of ink. but let's just think: if I had like a couple thousand dollars for a homework assignment, everybody would have it on time oh, or yeah. something like that. So right, early, early extra pages. Extra pages. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so yeah. It's just what you value and what you want to make an effort. Well, for. so let me ask you this: I know you're doing. I know you got you started up the 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 diversity yes, project. Yes. Um, what are what are some things that you can suggest to people to like, I mean, even just on a base level to like, mm-hmm. to, to not only continue their awareness, but like to give them things that, cause I think that's the thing is like one thing I've, I say all the time about like business training is like, people want to know two things. They want to know what they're supposed to do and they want to know why. So if they, if they want to, if they understand how or why they'll do it right. There's, or how, or how and why it's so we say it in our training like this is like um, permission plus a pathway equals action. So if if action, if it's a mathematic equation, if action isn't happening, it's either because they don't feel permission in some way or they don't have a pathway. They don't know the technical like how to do it. So if you can give them those two components, they will take action because I, I believe in the goodness of people. at the base. At, that at the base of who they are, too. they want to do good yes. things. Yes. But most people either either they're not aware and they don't have a clue how to start, and so that is the 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 reason they give themselves as to why they can't do it, or they're just they're just they don't feel that they can do it, like they they don't have the permission. So, mm-hmm. what are some things that people can do to start making themselves aware and to like to start taking some action? Yeah, of course I know Tamaya. <laughs> I everybody in the photography world should know Tamaya. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I did a little bit, yeah, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah, 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 well, and I, this is something that's like, in the very same way, so I think, I think about this stuff a lot, like, I, my brain is like, I'm, I'm a concise person, like, I'm like, how do all these things fit into these couple things, right, is like, I think the time, like, I think the times that we set to go to our bed and, and getting up is like, those are the small practices of like believing in yourself that eventually allow you to like believe in yourself in like a hard situation. Right. It's like, I think I talk to my kids about this. I'm like, listen, you got 24 hours in a day and you're awake, probably 16 of them. 
I can see on your phone that you're spending six to eight hours every day on your phone. Listen, if you're going to spend two hours on TikTok watching somebody else do life, why not choose 45 minutes of it to just cultures that you don't understand? right? Why don't you watch YouTube to like learn how to do a magic trick rather than watching a Netflix special all the time, right? Like what you get to choose how you use your hours. And I think that goes right into like the owning your mistakes thing is like, like there's, there's no benefit to just feeling bad, but there's, there is immense benefit to like understanding that like you have a responsibility for your own Mm -hmm. life and, and you only have a responsibility for your life. And you can only change those things if you choose to. So like, but, but part of that is like that, that history aspect is like, dude, you have so much time every day. There are countless resources, dude. I remember the first time I was, I was reading, like my brain is thinking like, we've been through things like this before. Like what, what was the history of like the sixties and seventies? What was the history of like, of, of racial segregation when plantation owners realized like, Hey, their slaves are becoming friends with people, right? It's like they started institutionalizing racism, which has led us to a whole kinds of other things. But like, I remember like literally like crying, reading the accounts of like how slaves even got here, how black people got transported, like on a ship, 18 inches apart, strapped down to a boat. You know what I mean? Like just, just thinking about those things, like how can you even imagine that life wouldn't be difficult for the ancestors of those children? Right. It's like, I, but to bring that back into this idea is like, you don't know what you don't know, but you also don't know how you got here. If you're just continuing to stay oblivious. oblivious And if there's anything that we need, if we learn from this situation is that we need to learn and unlearn, right? Chad, we have to learn. So that takes effort. That takes time. Absolutely. And, and like, 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 like Tamaya said, she has got to do the work, you know? And, and, yeah. and, and like I said before, if we don't do the, the work in anything in life, it's not going to come easy to us. It's just, it's not. Yeah. It's not. If it, if it were that easy, everybody would do it, Chad. If it were that easy. Well, dude, here's, I think we got to come back to the very first thing you said, because this ties it in perfectly, is that the, the hope that it can be done. Yeah. The hope that, I mean, if, if there's something that we can see from now, and I don't know if you're seeing this, but like the, the protests and the support that is happening now mm-hmm. is dramatically different than what happened in the 60s and 70s. Yes. Then, okay. Yes. Right. Dramatically. Yes. So in less than 100 years, we have made some significant progress. There is tons of room for growth, right? There's still obvious room for growth. And this is still a deep seated issue in our culture, but there is the hope there should be people should see massive amounts of hope from what is happening in our country right now and not just our country like globally right this is happening all over the world it really is so there's like there is hope that things change when people put effort in but that's the thing is that the effort that has to be made is not is it doesn't have to be wide sweeping change the world effort it has to be done every single day just in small ways, just like that, like just like this, like just talking to your friends about things that you don't understand, just watching and trying to understand history and 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 talking to like asking people stories. I, I you know, to to bring that into our world is like the photography world to me is such an incredible art form because it gets to give value to people's lives, right? 
it gets to show them through photography that the time that they spend in this world is important. Yeah. And like one of the coolest parts about that is the stories that they live. That's all. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's just a great thing. And I, and I, I think yeah. the stories that we're able to capture, uh, uh, and, 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 and at the end of the day, that's all that we have, right? That's all yeah. that we have. When you think about your grandparents or you think about your great grandparents, we wish we had to hear their voice. We wish we had more photos. We wish we had more archival footage of them. You know, yeah. think about it. More stories, more more day-to-day feelings of like understanding and, yeah. and love and joy yeah. and happiness in this world. And, and yeah. think about this, Chad. We're it's at cool, the man. point in our lives that we can create content like a podcast, like a video. 60 years ago, 50, they couldn't even do that. You know how hard it would be to do this? No. You're in one side of the, yeah. the country. I'm in one, another side. I mean, to us to get together. And it's just yeah. like a friend of mine said, he said, the gatekeepers are gone. We're at a place where I'm watching the news and watching the Tonight Show and a Skype and a Zoom interview is the normal. You know, it's like normal. Now. Right, right. 20 years, 10 years ago, yeah. we were like, oh my God, never that. It has to be a professional studio now. Everything right. is oh, like, yeah. we can get in the game. You and I, we can have a talk show just like that. <laughs> yeah. And it could be on network yeah. TV. It's removed, it's removed barriers. Yeah. And, and honestly, like I think the, one of my business coaches said, you know, imagine, imagine trying to be a, an entrepreneur in the time of like Henry Ford, like to be able to learn how to build a car or, or the, to build the machinery, to build the, the manufacturing parts. He'd had to get on a boat and spend six months in Europe and tens of thousands of dollars to travel back and forth. And then, and then somehow like find a place and, and talk to a guy to get a plant and a factory. Like, like, thank God for the internet that like now that only costs you like five or 10 grand to get all of that years of yes. education in a matter of minutes, yes. you know? Yes. And, 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 and yeah, it's we crazy. Have, I know. Well, it, honestly, it's like, it's an exciting time to be alive for me because we do get to see that. Like we, we get, like as bad as the news can be because we get information that like, and, and massive amounts of information that doesn't matter. It's an incredible time to be alive where we can be so aware of what is happening to people all over the world at any given time that like it, it can influence us if we do something about it. Right. Exactly. So dude, I, um, I feel like we could talk a lot no, longer, fine. but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to muddy no, the no, waters fine. of like the, the incredible truth that you've talked about so far of just like, uh, of hope and, and the situation, even, even linking back. And I think it's so cool to see the stories of your life that like have continued that same theme of like people that have stepped in and, and helped you see hope and given you balance and, and routines and like, and, and just to, to thrive. I mean, it's not to me, people like you are not surprising, like people like you that thrive in any environment you put them in. They're not surprising because that's what you do. That's what you've always done. And not because you're a superhuman. It's because you, you believe differently than the people who don't thrive. Wow. Thank you. That, that means a lot, man, because it's, it can get hard. I mean, people, people think that, you know, they, there's a saying that says, check on your strong friends because they need it too. And I appreciate you for checking mm-hmm. on me. So I want to say, tell you publicly on a podcast, Chad, you have texted me when sometimes you don't even know that I need it. I could be in a situation, hey, Chip, just checking on you. And I appreciate that because yeah, there are people that, that just check on me when they need something and they need an uh, yeah. answer to something. But you just say, hey, I'm just checking on you. And that's what real yeah. friendship is. It's like, I'm checking on you. And guess what? I don't want anything on you. Just see how you are, how you're living and how you're doing. And I yeah. think that's what we need. Well, I do want... I, <laughs> 
I do want something from you. I do want something from you. What I want from you is, is I know the influence that you have. And what I want from you is your voice to not be silenced okay. and your, your influence to not be squelched. So like for me, that's part of the life that I feel is extremely like necessary is I'm, I'm not here to have a seat. If anything, I'm here to make sure that more people have mm. seats. And so like, that's a huge mm. part of my mm. life. And so checking on you is selfish mm -hmm. for me, but it's the reason that it's selfish for me is because I need you to be you. I need you to be at the top of your game and, and excelling. And I know part of that is just you regularly being reminded that you matter and that you have to, you have value. Um, and not just as a black man, but like as a person who, who has a heart for other people and who helps so many other people. It's like, I help you, you help a hundred other people that I'll never, I'll never even mm. meet. Right. Mm. So like, so like my influence in this world is greater because mm. I can influence you. That's, that's, that's deep. I live. I have not even thought about it like that. You have just, you have just, you're just mind blown right there. I got it. I got it. I got it. So, so like, it's like it fuel. is of massive like fuel, importance right? to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's of massive importance to me that you're doing well. Okay. It's a massive importance okay. to me that you succeed and, and succeed huge. I want to push you. I want to see you even bigger than you think you can mm -hmm. be because I know how you influence people because of the heart mm -hmm. you have. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think the only way that that happens is if we step out of our own mm -hmm. way and we become aware again to bring back mm -hmm. that idea of mm -hmm. awareness is I become aware that there's greater things happening in this world. And the best thing I can do is to be part of it. The best thing I can do is to be part of it. And my part doesn't have to be the part that's vocal. My part doesn't have to be the part that's protesting. My part doesn't have to be exactly. the part I financially, you know what I mean? Like financially, I want to support people that, that no one else would ever know. Mm -hmm. No one else has to ever know that I give people mm -hmm. money or that I buy them food or that I like, you know, help them get to a conference. Like that doesn't, that's not the point. The point is that, that it goes further because I know that you have a bigger voice than I have in the black mm -hmm. community. And that's more, that's important mm -hmm, to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so we need, we need more people like you. And so at, at, if nothing else, I hope you have a million more stories mm -hmm. like the man who helped you when you when you started yeah, your school district. Yeah. What was his name? It was Jonathan Freed, Mr. Freed. Mr. Mr. Freed, yeah. So I hope I hope that you you not only become more Mr. Freed's to other people, mm -hmm. but like the I know that that voice that you have inspires other people to do that for other people because that's what makes this that's what makes all this work, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is when we can help people understand like their brains. And how they think about things and their skill sets can truly change their world. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 that means a lot to me because it's bigger than you, and it's being selfless. Absolutely, it's bigger than me. Instead of selfish, because yeah, it's, it's got selfish. it's got to be yeah. bigger than me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of people don't think like that. A lot of people don't don't think like Dude, that. Well. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, coming back to that idea of like, I believe in the good of people. I believe people want to believe that. I believe people want to see that. They just don't know how mm. to do it. And so this, for me, if nothing else, this is an example for other people. Like, look, look for people that you can build up because the thing that you want is to feel valuable in this world, right? You want to feel like you're making an impact. So I can promise you from many, many, many relationships, one of the things that will make you see that more than anything is when you build other people mm -hmm. up. Because when you're building other people up, it's it's what you do. I don't even know that you know that you do it or do it on purpose. You just do it because you can't help do it. It's like it's like it spills out of you <laughs> to make people happy, mm -hmm. right? 
is like, uh, I was watching you on the evolve the other day and Jamie was talking about like chip is a guy who is always smiling. Like he never is unhappy or like, un, you know, he's, he's always positive. Well, like, I mean, I know you're not positive all the time, yeah, bro. Like I, I, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but like the, it, the way that you live your life and the things that you seek to focus on in your life, it like spills out of you. And I see that. And that, that is the kind of stuff that changes the people that are around you, even if you're not trying to do it. And so when people, when people can do those things and learn from people like you, that like you can look at any situation, listen, you can go into that same school and fail out miserably and, and leave out two years later and be like, that was the worst experience of my life. People are awful. Kids suck. These a-holes didn't even agree, you know, yeah. didn't by any means like yeah. appreciate what I did for them and you'll get burned out. Mm-hmm. Well, like what's the difference between those two people? It's not their skills, mm-hmm. it's not their abilities, and it's not their place. It's their it's the way that they see it. It's the mindset, the mindset. right? Yeah, and it comes right back to so it. If people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if people like you can teach mindset more more about how to see the world, this world's going to be an amazing man, place, bro. One person at a time, man. You know, that's what one person yeah. at a time, and our circle of influence. And I think that 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 you know, it, it's it's really much is given, much is required, right? So I understand yeah. where I am. I I, I didn't. I didn't ask to be here, but here's the thing that, that I just always felt, I always feel that when it's your time, you have to be ready. If it's your time to get off the bench and get in the game. And that's how I felt like, what is my time? I'm going to be ready. And I'm going to make sure that I am going to try to my best to hit it far, hit that ball out of the park. Like every time. Yeah, man. But you can't hit a ball that you haven't been practicing swinging that's true. at. So got to practice. So people got to be doing that. And that's, and that. so I wanted to highlight those three things that you said again mm-hmm. was the first one you said is you need to take responsibility uh, to own your, own your mistakes, yeah. own your life and, yeah. and the oh, things yeah. that you do. And, and just realizing like, it's, it's not a good life. It's not a bad life. You're not a good path. It's not about that. It's about just saying like, this is where I am. This is what I've done. And I own that. I can take responsibility for that because once you take responsibility for it, you can do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Is and then the second thing you mentioned was was digging into history, um, like asking the question, like, how did we get here? What are the things that and not to try to solve the problem of here, but just to say, like, what are the things that have have shown us or ha- that have happened? And how like what are the things that have gotten us to here? Exactly. Right. Um, and then you met, you highlighted real relationships, like honest, authentic, authentic, real relationships, having people that you are okay with disagreeing with, but listening to them and, and hearing them out and asking them about their life and their experiences is a huge deal. Wow. I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. You got me fired dude, up. <laughs> yeah, dude. So tell people, tell people how they can okay. get a hold of you and how they sure, can get sure, involved. Sure. With me, um, I go to my website, it's Chip Dizar, D-I-Z-A-R-D.com. And my wedding website is Chip Dizar Weddings. But mainly, if you can click on that, I have a diversity link right on the tab. And then Instagram or Facebook, yeah. just Google me, just Chip Lizard with a D, Desert, Desert, whatever you call me. We go on it. <laughs> More people call me Desert, but it's fine. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like Lizard, yeah, with, lizard a with a D. It's, it's crazy. But yeah, that's how you can, but, you can get in contact with me and see what we're up to and see what we're doing too. I'm doing, I'm, I, and I'm ready to get back out there in the field and, and just start meeting yeah. people, hugging people and seeing people again, you know, in person. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to check out hashtag yes, chip lit on Instagram, on, uh, Instagram I'm going to put some also. more stuff soon, yeah. but I, I've been busy. We haven't had any, we can't have wedding receptions, man. So it's like, there's no lit stuff. No, you got to yeah. make up, 
you got to make up stuff at your house. I'm surprised you ain't got a TikTok. Uh, I, I channel. do. You dance. I do, stuff. but I, I, it's more for me viewing people's stuff. I have a couple of things on there, but it's not like yeah. I would do it for my clients, <laughs> but I do have like I have a, a, a lit video I need to post. With, uh, I did a backyard wedding and they coming down the aisle, they did a, a nice little dance to Drake or something like that. The Tootsie Slide that's or something. That's, something just, oh, that's nice, all my nice. Drake. You know, that's pretty popular at least now, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. So it's fun. Well, cool. Well, Chip, I want to thank you for being on today, Amen. brother, and just sharing your heart. And um, uh, if you guys are, haven't followed him, if you ha- haven't seen any of his stuff, you don't know who he is, make sure Amen. you do that. I appreciate you and best wishes. And I'm grateful to be here on the podcast. Uh, Love you, bro. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks for checking out the Goat Rodeo podcast. Please be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Goat Rodeo podcast or on Instagram at the Goat Rodeo podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to be notified as soon as new episodes become available. As always, we thank you for your support and we'll see you soon.